Hello, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. This is the Gaming to Start podcast for the 5th of May 2020. My name is Callum. My name's Ewan. And it is day fucking 4000 or something of isolation. I don't even know at this point. Time has lost all meaning to me. So you know how the thing where, like, you, wake, where you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. And then you wake mm. up and then you actually, somebody corrects you and you go, oh, actually it's Thursday. Oh, you've got an extra mm. day. I did that on a Tuesday. Like that's well, you how thought it was the end of the week. I thought it was yeah. Friday, and I was like, "Time is lost on everyone." And it like it's, in in my in my job, I spend a lot of time like having to like sign my name and date stuff because sure. you have to. Um, and even though you write your name and date a thousand times a day, you still can't remember the date. That's just a thing that happens in my work. Is people go, "Wait, what the fuck date is it?" Even though you've written it like four hundred times oh, that yeah. day. Sure. And it's now it is now me. When I'm in work, I don't always have to be, but when I'm in work, going to people going like, wait, what day is this? Like, what what am I actually doing? Like, why am I here? What is even yep. going on at this point? Mm-hmm. Like, everything just bleeds together. Your concepts of t- like, I never, I never took naps before. I'm not a person that took nap, take oh, naps. Oh, dude, so it's my sense yeah. of time. My sense of time is so fucked now that I, after work, I, my body's just like, yeah, it's time to sleep for like half an hour. Yep, I was like, I, I've never done that ever before, ever, and now it is. For some reason, the time dilation has happened to where it thinks my body thinks it's a good idea. Like to sleep I, at four in the afternoon. Like I it's, used to do that, like maybe like a couple of times a week because, like, when my wife used to work uh, far away and had to, had to travel, like she would go to bed early and I would stay up and work on stuff or or play, yeah. play games or whatever. And it like sometimes it would get too late. And I'm like, ah, shit, okay. And at that point, I'll have to nap when I get home from work the following day. It's like every other day now. And I am not staying up that late. It's just like the transition from the desk to the couch just makes me immediately fall asleep. And I don't understand it. I don't get yeah, what's I don't, happening. I don't it. It's ridiculous. Oh, the, it's the, 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 the pillows on my couch are now in like a permanent, like lying horizontal setup. Yep. As opposed to being like on the back of the couch, they're now at the side of the did couch. You, so I can just you end fall get, over. Did you end up getting that same couch that I got? Was that? Yeah, but it's the L-shaped one. The L-shaped one. The... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a very comfortable couch. I've slept on that couch a couple of times. Um... Well, I had to. Like when I first got the couch and my mattress was having a fucking oh, time getting sure. delivered, I had to sleep on it for like three days. Sure. It was very good. Yep. It's a, it's a very comfortable couch. Yeah. Well, yeah. Time is fucking all over the place. It's it's unreal. Uh, I don't even know what day it is right now. To be honest, like I, I, I think. Well, because also we're recording this a day late, which makes it even worse. That's <laughs> so also true. Like, yeah. Oh. Anyway. That the fact that the fact that I've got like a long break from work coming up, yeah. like I'm gonna come at the other end of that not knowing who I am or like anything. Like, I've got no how idea. How does it feel that you're probably going to be off, or you will de- probably definitely going to be off in quarantine during your birthday this year? Like, what is that? How are you well, feeling like, about that? So I, when the when the quarantine lockdown happened, I kind of thought this is probably going to last until my birthday, and I was like, so I I resigned myself to just the fact of like, okay, I'm gonna have lockdown. And then as a separate thought, my brain just kicked in as it always does, going, don't work on your birthday, like get a day yep. off. Don't don't I was like, okay. Um and then after those two separate thoughts had happened, then the combined thought hit me of like, I mean, you've got a day off, but you still kind of need to stay inside. It's not like you can go do anything. Exactly. Like, I was like, oh yes. yeah, okay, I guess. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I would be so worried. My plan, my plan is currently just to sleep a lot and then order a lot of takeout food. And yep. That's that's going to be my birthday. It's going to be weird. Like I'm because I've been taking more 
like just single days off so i've been taking like a couple like every couple of weeks i'll take like a friday off and have a long weekend just because mm-hmm. this is this is doing weird things to my head so having that extra day is yeah, actually handy so um so like I, i'm already like using more holidays more frequently than i normally would but something about this being like i don't know if i could take longer off in one go at the minute because like i mean we, we've joked already that like my life hasn't changed that much being in lockdown because I don't go out that much anyway. But like, yeah, the, yeah. but there's still there's definitely the ability to w- be able to if I wanted. But I think like something about taking a solid week would be like, this is just yeah. There's no separation between the the the, um, the work times and the off time. So it's, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with my like. I'm not going to be working for one, two, three, four, six days. Right. So I don't know what. I may just wake up on the Tuesday that I'm supposed to go back in and just be like, oh, what? I have to work now? And yeah. what? Uh-huh. And like, I just don't know who I am at this point. So the, um, the bet then becomes, are we still going to be in this situation when my birthday rolls around in October? Oh, I, I hope not. Like, I hope that, not. That would, that would be a bit too long. Like, By the way, that's... Have, have you had the, the weird thought experiment yet about what happens when, let's say, end of June let's say yeah, that this sure. all resolves and in some far fashion and the lockdown gets lifted and we can go out and do things yeah. again. I don't know about Glasgow, but for sure Edinburgh is going to be a massacre. Oh, if, Glasgow will be as well. Buchanan Street will be an absolute right? war zone. Like that's, yeah. Like they have to lift the you know how they, they recently, because they, they only recently reopened, um, fuck, I always get the names of the street wrongs. Uh, I think it's Buchanan Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, no, wait. The one at the the one at the top, like the the long one that leads into the West End, Sucky Hill Street. You know, Sucky Hill Street. Yes. That only recently got reopened after the big fire at the art school. So that's now like oh, actually, okay. that's like actually walkable now. Right. And that's going to be a complete fucking battle zone. Like yep. that's that's going to be a complete area because like garage and stuff is around there so that's going to be yeah like that's my, my thinking is that they're going to have to they're going to have to lift, lift lockdown on like a tuesday right because they can't do it <laughs> that's not going to fucking stop people no but like <laughs> but at least people will still have like theoretically have like work commitments or whatever like they'll they won't be like if they if they lift the lockdown on a friday like yeah people will die like people will just not understand so that, how society works and i'll have forgotten the thing that yeah, they're going to go feral. That's the thing yeah. of, like, the, the the statistics of it are going to be, like, the things that are going to go up. If, it, if, you, if you do it on a Friday, like you say, the things that are going to go up are uh, hospital admittances because people are just going to go wild and yep. hurt themselves because uh-huh. that's just what people do. Uh, pregnancies because you think- best believe the people that have been stuck on their own for ages are going to, like... <laughs> well, obviously they're stuck on their own... Oh, you mean, well, right, okay, yeah. sorry, I see what you mean. No, I, yes, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, the, the, yep. the people that are, like, single and living alone, yeah. those people are going to go out and, like... The months go out the like, fucking calf, like rabbits, yeah. Like, <laughs> right. that's that's going to be an issue. Alcohol sales are going to go fucking through the roof to the yeah. point where, we've talked about this before, to the point where I don't think bars are going to be able to keep up nope. is the problem. Nope. Because they have to get supplies in before people can go in and drink there. Yeah. Which is... They're going to have to... Fascinating. Like, like, how much of a lead time are they going to need? Like, just thinking. Oh, about, I don't know. Like, like, even Edinburgh. just judging, even just judging from my my friend who runs like a fucking uh, board game shop, like a board game cafe sort of thing. 
knowing the lead times that he has getting stuck, like just by talking to people and being like, this is how long it's going to be before you can actually get stuff back in. Mm. Knowing that lead time, comparing that to like alcohol, I Mm -hmm. don't, I don't even know. Like it's going to be kind of crazy that if they left it on a Friday, people immediately go out to bars and bars are like, we're fucked. Like, I don't know what the hell we're going to do. It's, it's gonna. I be, don't know. Like, it's good. Like we're gonna have to just stay in for an extra week until everyone burns themselves out, and then then it'll probably be safe. Oh, to yeah, leave. I don't. I don't. It's not like I'm massively planning on being like fucking no. locked out. Let's no, go. No, no, but no. like that's no. For but sure. yeah, the the smart play I think would be like delay your celebration by like or like do a slow ramp celebration of yeah. like instead of like going out and hitting it, like have some people around your flat have some drinks, chill out for a bit. Yeah. Then maybe like the next week, maybe go out to a restaurant, have some dinner yeah. and then ramp into your holy fuck, we're going to go kill ourselves. Like, that's like I'm, the... I'm trying to work out how hard like the clubs are going to advertise this. Like, cause, cause there's, there's, there's like what you would do if you want to make the money back that you've lost during this, which is just like first night after lockdown fucking till 5am or people will get licensed yeah. or fucking whatever. And then there's what, the smart thing to do, which would be like, they're going to ramp it up gently, because oh like, no, they're it's 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 going to be um because because all it takes all it takes if everybody like was like, eh, we'll do this subtly or whatever. It takes one club being like fucking pound shots or whatever. Yep, that would that just breaks it because then everybody goes fuck. Well, we need to compete, and then that drives everything. So it's well, it just takes one person going like, ah, we'll do pints for 75 pence or whatever yeah. everything becomes a student union all of a sudden and yeah. it's all just a fucking nightmare but yep. well the, the interesting thing are also a nightmare but the interesting thing up in edinburgh will be so let's say let's say this start of august this all resolves and lockdown gets lifted start of august would be when the festival was happening if it hadn't been cancelled mm, yeah. in which everything already has I assume they could still apply even though this festival is happening or they've already applied for licenses, but they all open till five anyway because it's the festival. So do they yeah. just keep the licenses and just go hard? Like, what? Oh man, yeah, that would be... Yeah, like, like Edinburgh City Centre on festival season at like 2am is already like, no joke, the most terrifying place I've been. Yeah. Like, I lived in Glasgow for, what, five years? And... I still feel more safe in Glasgow than I do in Edinburgh in the middle of the night. Like it's it's a scary place. There's less there's more unpredictability there than there would be in Glasgow. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's, like, it's... if if everything just opens back up and they've kept their late licenses, like people are gonna fucking die. Oh, like people are just yeah. gonna it's gonna be mayhem. It's gonna be a battle. Like it's gonna <sighs> be an absolute battle. Yeah, we'll see. But anyway, um, while we're still fucking inside, just spend, we're just spending all this time just talking about fucking what's going to happen in isolation. Yeah. Um, are you talking about video games instead? Is that a better idea? Mm, probably. Do that again. Probably. Okay. Um, yeah, I've got a couple of things I can talk about. Um, Go for so it. So we talked about. Right, I mean, I'll very briefly say I'm, um, a group of us have been continuing along with uh, GTFO, which I've talked mm. about here before. Um mm. So the way GTFO works in terms of its structure, I think I've, I have talked about it on here before, or briefly mentioned I was playing it. It's the uh, first-person shooter from the team behind, or developers who have left the um, 
What was the name of the studio that did Payday? Uh, Haywire? No. Haywire. No. Overkill. Overkill. People had left Overkill and they made... So it's a four-player co-op um, kind of horror shooter thing. It's kind of Left for Dead, but ramped up to a, a billion. Um, and the way the game's, the way the game's structured is they do these things. They, they have one thing active at a time called a rundown. And a rundown is a set of levels. I think the current one is about 12 levels, which are in a kind of tree structure. So you have to finish the first one, unlocks the next four, you finish those four, unlocks the next two, so on and so forth until you get to the end rundown. Yeah. And the way it's unlocking levels is once enough teams have finished, um, have, got, have got unlocked a specific amount of levels, they will unlock the next set of levels. And then once they've unlocked the last set of levels, they announce the date to the next rundown. And when the next rundown happens, the old one is deleted and gone forever. You cannot play it anymore. So the new one is the only thing you can play. So, so this, is, this is like a collaborative community effort sort yes. of thing. So like the, right. the, the tweet went out from the warden, who's the end game kind of controller thing. Um, Wait, the, the end game character has a real life Twitter account? Yes, the warden has a Twitter oh. account. Um, and That's cool. it, basically announced that, that. it basically announced that a thousand teams had finished... So they're lettered, so it's like A, B, C, D, E, and then number of number of levels in each one. Um, the is it, is it, what's, the, what's, the, what's the Twitter account? Is this called The Warden? I think it's The Warden underscore it? GTFO or something along those lines. I can't remember. I'm following it. I know that much. Um, and um, so once the thousand teams had finished all the, the levels at that point, they unlocked the last stage and announced the third rundown for summer. So we've basically got a timer now to finish the rest of the rundown. What the fuck? Rundown 2 progress report. 100% of target number of expedition survivals reached 1,000 out of 1,000. Yep. Yep. Prison population qualified for core mission advancement. R- R2-D2 and R2-E1 restrictions yep. lifted. So the, Does that the, actually mean something? Or yes, is that... so the levels are named... So it's Rundown 2, so it's R2, and then stage 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and then a number after that is the level, and then A, B, C, D for each stage. So R2, R2-D2 is rundown to level D, level 2, or level T, mission mm. 2. Um, so they, they unlocked D2 and E1, E1 because everyone had finished and then said... Right, okay. And is this, is this just like how the game works, or is this yes. like a mode called rundown? Th- th- this, is, this is the structure of the game. They, they, work oh, on these, okay. they work on these 12 levels, they keep those 12 ro- levels running... Once people are finished with those twelve levels, they roll out the next one, and the old levels are gone forever. This game's, still in, go back. this game's still in beta, right? Is early access, still, yep. Still early, early access. access yeah. Um, so we've been having an immense amount of fun with that game. It is weirdly like I, I think this was the thing we talked about briefly last time, but it does feel like a lot of mini raids where you're going into these missions with zero, essentially zero information about what you're about to expect. Um, so like as an example. So this is minor spoilers for uh, B3. I think it's the level we played last time. So if you want to skip it, if you're if you want to play this game, skip maybe the next five minutes. But um, so we get dropped into the level, and it says you need to create a uh, find terminal number and then create an uplink. I'm like, okay, I have no idea what that means, but I know how to find that terminal. Um, so you're what you, you go into the levels, you find a terminal. And each of the terminals in there let you query for other items in the level. So you can be like, list everything in zone 164, and it will tell you everything in zone 164, including like doors, chests, items, keys, everything. And it's all done through this command line terminal interface. 
So eventually, yeah, we talked about that last time. Yeah, so you work your way through the levels, and you find the term, the numbered terminal that they said, and you go in there and you do command list commands, and there's a new command, and it's uplink or connect uplink. I'm like, okay, and then it, and then the the warden like text comes up and it gives you an IP address and says, here's the uplink you need to connect. So I go to the rest of the, everyone I'm playing with. I'm like. I have no idea what's about to happen when I type this in. Like, we've never seen this before. This is a totally new mechanic. I have zero yeah. idea what's about to happen. So I type uplink command IP address. The the thing text down and it says, like, connected to uplink, connected to uplink. Breach detected, breach detected, breach detected. The terminal bombs out for a second. It comes back and spits up this thing that says um, encryption key X07 required. And I'm like, this means nothing. Like, this means absolutely nothing. Yeah. We've never seen this. We have no idea what it is. So I just say over the comms, what the fuck is decryption key X07? And all the other three guys are like, coin, C-O-I-N. I'm like, wait, what the... F- okay, <laughs> I'm typing in, like, verify words, and then it'll give me an R code, and we do this five times. That happens. It unlocks the end, the the, the, the exit. We sprint through so this. These so they're, they're seeing something that you aren't. That yeah, they're so like... I'm locked on the terminal screen and I can't leave at that point. Like, you physically can't get out the terminal because you're putting this stuff in. And I found out later what's happening is every time we go through a verify cycle, they're getting a list of keys and words on their HUD. Ah, okay, sure. Um, which they right. then have to relay back to me. So, like, when they say in this game, like, you need to communicate, like, you 100% cannot yeah. really play this with randos. Like, it is... Is designed for a team of four to go in who are constantly talking and constantly working together. And it was just like, that mission was so rad because we had zero idea what was coming up and we pulled up out the bag like just at the very end. Like we were almost wiped at the end of that. Um, it's very, very cool. That game is something special, really. If, if people are looking for a thing to get together and be with a bunch of people and be like super super team focused it's a really really good one it's not really hard it's also super fucking hard so yeah. like as, a, as an example of how hard it is you don't start with full ammo like they drop you in the hole with like half ammo from your maximum you can hold oh yeah the whole isn't the whole point like your prisoners trying to escape yeah, so they so, just sort of say ah fuck it or whatever and yeah, just so sort of throw stuff at you. you guys are all prisoners and you're getting dropped into this old research facility to accomplish a bunch of tasks um and yeah, they give you like, like all the weapons are effective, but they don't give you a lot of ammo. And like, you find yeah. health packs, and the health packs have got like three uses, and each one gives you twenty percent of your health back. Like, it's it's super hard. Like, it's like we've been trying to get the second, we've been trying to get B two done for, we've taken like six or seven runs at that thing. Like, it's it's yeah, it's not easy, but it's it's yeah. so much fun. It really is so much fun, and it's incredibly tense as well. Um, they do a good job with the the horror um, aspect and the kind of... It looks really nice as well. Like, they've got some of the best fog, I think, in a game, which sounds really fog. dumb, but, like... They I, use... say, I, thought that, I thought the whole point was that the game was largely, like, in darkness and it was all about, like, lighting and stuff so, like yes, that. So, yes, it is, but also, like, it's not just darkness. Like, they... So there are sections of the thing which are so thick with fog and it kind of lays on the ground and you ha- there are sections of the, le- the, the kind of stages that are kind of like lowered down that you need to go into this fog to get and like so there's a there's a section in one of the missions where basically you have to get to the exit through this fog which by the way is also infected so you can get infected by this fog and it will gradually kill your health and yeah fuck up your vision and all this kind of stuff 
And one of the things they make you do is you carry a turbine, which is the whole point of this level, is to carry this turbine to the end. So one person can't use weapons because they're carrying this giant turbine. But the turbine also clears ah, okay. but the turbine also clears a fog in a circle around you. So there's just the four of you just huddled around each other, like not able to see more than two feet in front of you, just jumping at anything that moves in the fog. Like it's so creepy and it's so effective. Um yeah, I'm really enjoying that game. It's it's really, really good. Um And then the other thing I, I technically you've played is the new XCOM game, but I don't know how much you yeah. actually got into it. I mean, we didn't at all. It wasn't out the last time we recorded. No, I know, but I, I don't know how much you got into it since it came out, because I know you've had real technical issues with it. Oh, uh, let me see my hours played. Uh, I have played for three hours, which says it? a lot. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. Hmm. So this I can is... talk about it. Like I, I understand what that game is. I'm okay. eager to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but... So it's XCOM Chimera Squad, which is the new XCOM game, which got announced the week before it came out. And dropped at half price as well, so it was like eight quid at launch, and is now back up to yeah. to sixteen. Um, it takes the XCOM formula and does some really interesting things to it that I really appreciate as a huge fan of the XCOM games. Um, specifically, I didn't anticipate how much the interleaved turn stuff was going to change the way that game works in a really yeah. interesting way. So normally, with XCOM before. All your characters would make their ton- turns, then all the aliens would make their turns, and they would switch back to your team. Um, which was effective for a bunch of stuff, but it did create some weird situations where, like, this does not behave the way you would expect this to behave. Like, everyone just moves and then stands there for 20 minutes while the other team moves. What they've done here is they've got this interleave turn system, which I've seen in a bunch of other games. I can't quite name one off the top of my head. Anything, anything with an initiative system works yeah, like it's, this. It's, a, it's an initiative system. So on the right-hand yeah. side of the screen, it shows all your characters and all of the currently visible enemies. It basically shows them in running order about who's getting the next turn um, in a list. And because that's now the system, that then unlocks a bunch of opportunities for skills and stuff to start rearranging this. Um, so yeah. there's a character that has a skill that basically lets you move somebody up the turn order once permission, like right next to yourself which has saved my ass a bunch of times um and that on its own is like the big tactical change i think and i think it's really effective and i hope the in xcom 3 i hope they keep that because yeah it's it's a really see i I, it's a cool idea um but i feel like it it kind of dictates your tactical choices too much for my liking okay because like the the op the, the the optimal quote unquote thing like it to xcom to me in general or a tactic game in general is a lot about threat management where sure. it's about what thing in front of me is the most threatening and dealing with that and then moving on to the next thing it's kind of that's kind of how i saw a lot of that stuff sure in Chimera Squad, that initiative squad, the initiative turn order, well, a cool idea because it gives you a lot of neat tactical stuff you can do. Mm. It focuses your attention more on that turn order, more on than the threat, because sure. it is more it is more efficient for you. Because normally the turns, like you say, are interleaved, where it's like you then them, then you then them. It is more efficient for you to spend a turn killing the thing that's next in the order to then basically get two turns than it right. is for you to kill the thing that is almost definitely going to kill you further down the turn order. Because if you don't do that, 
if you don't kill the thing that's next in the turn order, that thing that's next in the turn order can fuck you up on your turn order to such a degree where that thing that was going to kill you anyway is now super going to kill you. Um, yeah. It's it 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 focuses. It doesn't focus you in the wrong direction. It just focuses you in a different direction that I don't yeah. think I entirely agree with. It's, sure. I've definitely had that I like, I like the idea. It's just I feel like I'm being more directed than I want to be in that sort of game. Yeah. It's I, I can definitely see that being a thing. For me, it hasn't there's definitely a couple of situations where I was like, I know this guy's going next. I need to deal with him right now at the cost of me not dealing with the the theoretical larger threat that's gonna that's gonna come stomp us. Yeah. Um But it hasn't it it, it hasn't affected me much yet. But maybe that's a thing that 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 will come um, later, or maybe it'll affect me more later. Um, but generally, um, like on top of the turn order, the the other big change is the um, named characters with yeah. a set of skills that unlock over as they as they um, get so promoted. You should say because you kind of dived in mechanically. Like, oh the, yeah, the, the setup is that this is after. XCOM 2, where XCOM has liberated Earth uh, from the aliens, and now everybody kind of like coexists. Yeah. And you play as a new a new police squad called Chimera Squad, who are made up of like all different sort of alien races all working together to kind of keep the peace in. Is it City 31? Is that what it's called? City 31. 31? Yeah. City 31. Um, because there are a bunch of dissidents in the city that are trying to cause anarchy and basically start up the war again. Yeah. Um, so you have to combine the powers of a bunch of different aliens and humans to yeah. keep the peace in this city. And you can do that largely. There's also like a, a game, a city map sort of meta game mm-hmm. where like every district of the city has this anarchy meter that goes up yeah. and you can do things to like bring it down if you do missions there or you can deploy forces there to bring the anarchy down and you can like put a quarantine on a zone to like freeze it in place and yeah. so there's, there's some neat ideas on like this kind of like meta tactical level yeah as opposed it, to like the end mission tactical level definitely when they showed off that initial gameplay and they showed that both the tactical stuff and the um the city level stuff is a much smaller scale than the previous xcom games where like yeah XCOM 2 you're not worrying like, about a whole planet it's, yeah, yeah you're just you're worrying about this city and the regions in this city um, but it actually works pretty well. There's enough variety in there where it, it still feels like an XCOM game. Um, yeah, totally. and also yeah. The, and the tactical stuff. So the, the big tact- one of the big tactical changes is this breach mode that they do. So each mm. combat encounter can be broken up into two or three different encounters. I think they are just called encounters, and each encounter is preceded by a, a breach um, uh, period where you basically yeah. set up your characters in specific entry points and some skills will let you do specific entry points and you can have items that will unlock specific entry points and you breach, you can use some specific items like a smoke grenade or something to cover your approach, your entrance and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then as you breach, everyone your team gets to, gets to use a shot or maybe a breach-specific ability or something like that um, as you burst through the door and then... It sets up, uh, once that all resolves and the enemy sometimes get a shot depending on who they are, then it resolves back into like your standard XCOM turn-based combat at that point. Yeah. I really like the, ble- the Breach stuff. It it really lends itself. It's a, it's a really good mix of like 
being interesting mechanically and also tying into the narrative pretty well, where you guys are basically like this this shock troop that go in and get yeah, you're done. you're SWAT, you're SWAT yeah. at that point, like it is, and it also really because it's broken up into these, and also the the levels themselves, the encounters are in much smaller levels, yeah. And the thing I... It's urban urban warfare. It's yeah. all in city, like, office blocks and city streets. And, so, and again, when they yeah. showed that off in the, the original trailer and the gameplay trailer, I was like, that seems really small. I don't know if I like that. But then you realise once you actually start playing it that, like, if you have a level with three encounters, that is basically an XCOM 2 level, except it doesn't have the yeah. boring bit in the middle where you're just travelling to the next gonna, bunch of enemies. I do... I do really like the, the bridge setup and the the smaller encounter things because it just drops the downtime that was always an XCOM. Yeah, it's it's like there's, there's more... no more like very carefully moving your unit up inch by inch, waiting until you spot the enemy for the first time. It's literally just okay, you're done with that one breach yeah. goal. Okay, yeah. you're done with that one breach again, go again. And so you're know... always just in the moment. And I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's very good. Um, it's I'm definitely using Overwatch less than I did in the previous games because it was very, yeah, very totally. easy yeah. because most of the time you had like a lot of time and you didn't want to get caught out you would just turtle people forward permanently using Overwatch. Here, I'm only using Overwatch in very, very specific circumstances. And it's in the way I think Overwatch was meant to be used, where like, you would set up an Overwatch in one person, and then your following person... So like one of my characters has a, has a ability called Flush, where they'll take a shot which uses, does no damage, but forces the enemy to move, leave their cover... And at that yeah, point, I was going to say that's that's the exact moment that I use Overwatch as you set up someone to look at that and then yeah. flush them out and you get an automatic trigger. That's the that's the situation I've been using Overwatch for. Yeah. And there's a, so there's a, there's a level I was playing last night um, where I had um, I had to protect something, and as soon as you get there, it, the the enemies basically trigger a reinforcement round, and you're like, the reinforcements are going to come in from these two doors, maybe or there's three doors. It'll, it'll come in one or many of these three doors. So you get two turns to basically set yourself up and like get like hunker down and really hunker, get ready. Hunker to down, yeah. Um, and there's there's a weird tension in that bit that you don't quite get in the previous games. Where you're like, I know they're coming, I can see them coming, but I don't know what and I don't know where they're coming from. So I just need to make sure everyone is ready to go at all points and are covering all angles and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I, I really like the, the the tactical evolution they've done in there. And actually, like, I like the. I actually like the characters, like the named characters and, and their abilities. Like there's some really good kind of cheesy dialogue between them that I actually kind of appreciate. Yeah, the, char- the characters are, are cool. They've got some unique writing behind them, which is actually quite interesting. Um, so like so like Terminal, who's your who's your medic and your technician, uh, last night she had a conversation with Verge, who's the grey who has um the psi powers when the one you yeah. early on. Okay. Uh, Verge is great. Um, but Terminal has a tendency to um, keep asking them, like, so have you read my mind lately? And Verge is very serious. And is like, of course I would never do that. I'm your teammate and you trust me with your life. And she goes down the road of, ah, but that's what you would implant in my mind if you actually were reading my mind. And this whole conversation yeah. goes on for a while and says, and then she ends, she finishes with, ah, Verge, you're the only person that really understands me. And it just ends with, I know. And then it ends the conversation. <laughs> and you're like, okay, yeah, that's, yep. Good. Okay, you're doing the right the right kind of stuff there. There's some really good characters in there. Um, yeah, I didn't. This is not in the game yet, but I was vaguely looking at Twitter conversations around this game, and somebody tweeted at the developers saying, "Thank you that the Viper brothels are now part of the canon," which is uh, which is the wildest tweet I'd seen in a while. Which was like, no idea what that means. Wait, that's a thing. Because I saw before it came out that there was like a webcomic of like 
somebody being gross to one of the vipers and you're like was this a thing that i missed about xcom 2 where people are horny for the vampire the, the, I was, yeah, the I was gonna say, people are horny horny for anything like there's probably, probably fiction somewhere in the internet that's true speaking of we'll come back to that um once we're done with XCOM, <laughs> okay um yeah i i'm really enjoying it the only problem appears to be right now is that um it's kind of a technical mess like oh that game's fucking sucks oh my god yeah it's so upsetting that how fucking busted that game is which is is kind of wild because which is is weird as well yeah but like i like it didn't experience like the problems with two so i didn't Um, either i didn't either this one specifically has fucked me to a degree where i am not playing that game until it gets patched yeah like the I'd gone through. I'd gone through a period of. I was talking to you about this, and I. I liked it right up until the point where it just started breaking on me, um, where I thought I, I. I really liked it. I thought it had some really cool ideas. I liked the characters. Liked all that stuff. Liked the setup. The game felt really unfair to me. Mm. Like way more than usual. Like ridiculously more than usual. Where. There's the there's the joke in every XCOM game of like, oh my god, that was an 85% shot. How the fuck do you miss it? Like he's standing next to you or whatever. Yeah. I felt like I was missing like over 90% shots, like 90, 89, 95 shots, way more than I ever have in XCOM ever. Like I consistently was not hitting 95% shots. Yeah. And it is it was ridiculous to me. Like it made no fucking sense. And it was like not even like in the same mission. It was like different people, different missions. Every single time it was like 95% success rate. And I was like, cool, my entire turn hinges on me getting this 95% chance and I would never get it, like ever. Yeah. It felt really unfair. And I don't know how, I don't know how the, it, 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 it is almost certainly my bad luck. Like almost certainly. So I'll, but, I'll def- I could definitely confirm that I've, I again, this is probably just feeling, but I definitely feel like I've missed more of those shots than I would have before. Yeah, but it's always been like just infrequent enough where it doesn't feel unfair. It sounds so it, like it, it sounds it like you all the fucking time screwed. Yeah. yeah, like every time, like nearly every time, it was an eighty-five percent miss, and it it infuriated me. Of like, yeah. you should not be missing these shots, and yet you are. Like it is, it made fucking no sense to me but i plowed on i was in like yeah i've got some terrible luck or whatever but i'm like playing tactically so it it resolves itself my guys are taking more damage than they should but whatever sure carried through got to i wanted to try my first like very hard mission because it's labeled on the thing as like very hard i was like okay if i do this it'll take the the anarchy down so i can not worry about that for a bit and do the main thing Got into the very hard mission. And yes, it was quite difficult. It was a challenging mission and I quite enjoyed it. Um, until it got to the end, which is the third encounter of a group of four, I think, or three. Okay. Something like that. I haven't seen a four, um, so it must be a three. Uh, and it was a fight in like an office building and it was like a breach into the office building, um, kill the people in it, then defend a server mm-hmm. while more people were flooding in. Yep. The fight, the fight into the room was really hard. Like it was a super, it was a super small space. There was an enemy that I'd never seen before. Like a, I think it was called a Ronin. It was like oh, one of yeah. the the, the um, Templar guys yep. from War yep. of the Thing that had the, the side blades. Yeah. yeah, one of them. 
uh, and a bunch of other things and like turrets and stuff. And I was like, fuck, this is going to be so difficult. Plowed through it. Kept like was was on top of most of it, like took out the Ronin quickly and like was dealing with stuff. Got to the point where was at the defend the server point. I had a turn before the enemies would show up. So I had a turn to like reload my guns and get into position and stuff like that. I was like, okay, I think I'm on top of this mission by now. Gets to the turn where the enemies are gonna show up. The the like kick the door in noise happened, like mm-hmm. the wood breaking noise or whatever. Game crashes. Like hard locks comes up with an error report saying, Wow, fucking commander, the game has crashed. Can you please send us this error report? I was like, wow, this is after like maybe two or three other crashes, like in other missions on the way there. Mm-hmm. It's like but they weren't they weren't like massive or anything like that. It was just kind of like the start of a mission, it crashed out, and I went, Oh, that's weird, and started up again, it was fine. Yeah. This one hard lock game crashes i was like fuck that's really annoying okay whatever loaded my save back up because i saved the turn before uh got again to the point where it's the turn where the enemies are going to show up and i was like okay end turn loop resets enemies don't show up and i get a turn on all my guys again mm-hmm. and i was like oh that's weird i'll like set up overwatches or something just to watch doors gets to the point where the enemies are going to show up loop resets no enemies show up i get my turns again Right. And this goes on and on and on and on and no enemies show up and I don't get progress on the objective. Jeez. And I was like, fuck, has this thing like but has this like looped out or whatever? So I like I quit I quit out and load the save again, try it again, same thing happened. Right. Quit out, try it again, same thing happened, like verified game. This is also after a couple of times that the game has like lost audio files and like I've stopped getting sound effects and stuff like that. I remember you telling me that just um, as you started it, yeah. Yeah. I sort of like verified game files, did everything, but like I'm now caught in this infinite loop. And I was like, that was a really hard, challenging mission that took me forever to do. And I got to a point where I was finally on top of it. And because the game crashed, I now can't complete that mission. I'm fucking done with this. Like that is just not, I am not fighting through a game that crashes on me, a game that feels incredibly unfair and has numerous other problems with it just because I think it's got some interesting ideas. Like, it's yeah. just not worth it until that game is fixed. Totally. Like it is... And I, I, that was definitely the attitude that a lot of people had with 2 as well, where, like you said, like I don't think either of us really had a lot of issues with 2. Like, I think I had a couple of crashes over my time with it. My yeah. Like, 80 like, hours with launch, it, whatever had, it was. Like, at launch, I maybe had, like, a couple of technical hitches, but nothing terrible. Like, yeah, it wasn't this, this. And it definitely seems like there is a consistent through line where, so I had my first crash or lock up last night and again it was reinforcements coming in and a lot of the stuff i'm seeing on like steam community and on forums and stuff like that like there's definitely an issue with reinforcements like that seems to just be crashing the game constantly for people um so it definitely seems like there's a mess and again it's been out for a couple of weeks now and there's just zero communication like and i understand like this is a weird situation like people work from home and all that kind of stuff but like just something saying We've heard your issues, we're working on it, that's all we needed to hear. There's just nothing, which is very, very strange. Um, but like I said, I, I put 20 hours in and that was my first crash last night. And again, like I, I lost a mission as well. So like, Yeah, um, but like, I, I am now like, caught in this I, infinite loop. Yeah, that's why. It's, and I, can't, I cannot it, blame anyone for waiting on it after that. It, like it's, fucking, it really fucking sucks because that game has a, a cool idea behind it and... I, I probably wouldn't be this mad if I hadn't been compounded with like other issues and the fact that it felt incredibly unfair to me. Yeah. Like if it hadn't been compounded with that, 
I might have started again and tried the mission over, but just everything just compounded in my mind point. and then that yeah, happened. I was like, sure. man, fuck this. Like, who fucking cares? I don't have time for this. There's other video games to play. Yeah, totally. Like, it's not... But there's other well, there are other options out there. And it was really cool because it was like a surprise of like, oh, we didn't know this was going to come yeah, out and something's exactly. out like two weeks later. Exactly. I was like, oh, that's great. That's a really cool thing. And then this happened and I was like, man, fucking this sucks. Like, and especially for a game that has a history of having technical issues, you would think that with this thing that is theoretically coming out at a slightly, at a slightly smaller scale would be more polished than it was before but it seems like there's definitely some issues so um yeah hopefully it gets patched and and, and again you're not that far into it so it'd be it'd be easy enough for you to just start clean and and, and go again just like yeah if, if if they patch it and say that everything's fixed then i'll go back to it but mm. i have no intention of ever touching that game oh, until totally. it's fixed yep like, sure I, I i don't blame you yeah. um so let's take a let's take a break, and I can come back with one more sure. game after the break, um, where um, which is actually the game that I'm taking music from. So sure. one, of the, one of the other games that came out over the past couple of weeks was a game called Cloudpunk, which is a game that mm, I've been yeah. super interested in for a while. I fucking knew you'd play that shit. Yep. That is, um, yeah. So I'll talk about it after the break. But this is one of the tracks from from the Cloudpunk soundtrack um, called. I just wrote it down called synth and, synth and waves um it's a really cool soundtrack it's kind of it fits really well with, with with what that game is and we'll talk about it after the break so um check the post for links and you can pick the soundtrack up and we'll be back with cloudpunk and some news right after this Waves from the Cloudpunk soundtrack. Uh, check the post for links so you can pick that up. Um, and I will talk about Cloudpunk in a little bit. But Callum has some games that he played. <laughs> I 100 didn't forget about at all. And totally overpassed me in the intro. Is going to become the Ewan show where Ewan well, talks about his fucking video game experience, and I just sit and go, "Yeah, and that's it." You know what? We thought we've kind of all been there. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yes. So, what have you been playing? Okay, so I got a couple of things. Um, the first one I'll spend only a little bit of time talking about, um, which is Borderlands Three. Interestingly Wait, enough, what? Um, yeah, so it was really cheap on Steam, and me and my friend have like played through Borderlands games and stuff before. And I was like, "Do you want to try this? Like, it's cheap, and it's we're in quarantine. Like, what the fuck else are we gonna do?" Sure. And he was like, "Yeah, sure. Like, we'll pick it up and see what happens." Um, so I played like six hours maybe 10 hours of borderlands 3 now okay um so that game is so bizarre um it's it's just like it's the next borderlands game looter shooter all that stuff but the thing the thing that i liked in borderlands i thought was different and interesting in borderlands was like the style and the kind of like humor and writing and stuff behind it that was the stuff 
because it, it flipped in Borderlands. It flipped between being really puerile, like it was jokes all about like fucking dicks and. Oh, you mean Borderlands One? Sorry. But yeah, one and two was okay, all yeah, like sure. about like jo- jokes about like dicks and poop and like shoot you make shit face going ah and screaming really loudly and all that stuff. Like there was that, but then it also had like some actual funny writing behind it. Like yeah. there was some clever jokes and gags and stuff in there. Like the whole like people are off and on about tiny tina or whatever but like i thought she was really funny and her expansion content that D thing was actually really cool like oh, right i never played idea. that yeah yeah it was really funny like it had some sure. good gags in it and was like a really smart idea and i had a really touching moment at the end like about what that thing was it was cool okay um and then three is literally just poop jokes Oh, like, there's not even anything that really seems. That's it. all it has. Like that's all it seems to have. There's a couple of lines in there where I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny, but every other thing is just like a, a poop joke or a, jo- a joke about butts or <laughs> there's like a couple of dick jokes and stuff in there. But it's largely about like poop and butts. Like that's that's kind of all it is. Right. And me and my friend are sitting playing this, going like, Borderlands Two was like funny, wasn't it? And he was like, yeah, like I remember there was some like funny. It wasn't all funny, but there was like funny jokes and stuff in it. And we've been playing it for six hours, and I was like, I don't think I've heard a joke that isn't punchline, haha, butts, or something like that. <laughs> okay. Like, it's. And we're still playing it, and we're like, yeah, I'm not hearing anything that's not about pooper butts. Or it's like some fucking bizarre, out of date reference or meme. Like there's a joke, there's a there's a mission line in it that is like um, you're in a city and you're like liberating it from a corporation. And the person is like, oh, I need, like, the joke is that she really wants coffee. So you have to go to the coffee place and make coffee. And the first thing is, like, reactivate the barista bot. So you reactivate the barista bot, and it's like, the, the like, uh, hey, dude, like, do you want some coffee or whatever? Like, is that joke of, like, the guy that works in the barista shop? Stoner barista, and, like, yeah. Yeah, and, like, when you turn the power on, he, like, gets a really big mustache and, like, a top knot and then starts talking about, like, artisan beans and stuff like that. Right. They're like, ah, it's fucking this joke again. And, like, there's no... There's no actual, like, clever joke where I've been like, ha, that's kind of funny. There's, like, one... There's maybe one joke where the the Beastmaster character, one of the classes you can play, is Flack, who's, like, a robot. Um, You find his audio log... Mm-hmm. And he is like talking to his robot superior about like all the list of things that he's done. And at the very end, he's like, "Oh, and by the way, I've gained complete sentience, and I'm going to go away now. Bye." And walks off. And I'm like that's kind of funny. Like okay. it's well written. It was pretty sure. clever. Um, but the rest of it's all just poop and butts. And I'm like, that's not clever writing. Just having like getting to a place and having it end with someone go, "Ha ha, guns!" And that's the entire joke. Like that's not. <laughs> That's not what I wanted out of a Borderlands game. So, um, a lot of the things I'd heard about that game coming out was that it had basically been stuck in the mid 2010s when the last game came out, basically, right? Where yeah, it, it feels really dated. Yeah, that's kind of like a that's kind of where it is. Where it's like even then, like even in 2010, like I, there was there was funny things that came out in 2010 that weren't just like. But like, if you're going to do things, like if you're going to do yeah. reference humor, which which like Borderlands does bits and pieces of. Yeah, like, it needs yeah. to be of the time with the understanding it's probably not going to age well, especially when like culturally yeah. these kind of references cycle so quickly these days. Like you have to understand it's not going to be that. So like still making like the 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 top knot barista note joke is already like 
three, four years out of date. Like, yeah, can like that's it needs to be much more relevant. Which in they're the, making, in the world they're of, making fun of hipsters when everybody has already made fun of hipsters enough. Like exactly, it is, and it, it, yeah, it, it's a problem with games like with video games in general because you since you have to write the dialogue so ahead of when that game comes out and then get people to record it. Like there's already a, there's an inherent time delay in between your references being fresh to when the game comes out. Yeah. But this doesn't yeah. even seem like it's just been like, ah, this is like a year old, this reference. This fight seems like 2015 all over again. And you're like, is that really what you want? Yeah, it's... That's that's kind of how it feels. Like, a lot of it feels very dated. Yeah. Um, like, the most... The even, most up- like, even, even, like, the combat and stuff like that it isn't... They've not updated the combat enough, so the, the actual shooting feels really floaty, and it's not precise. It's all just, like, things just explode, and that's kind of it. Yeah. Um... The whole game feels really dated. Like it feels like a game that they had made in like 2015 or whatever, and then just sort of held on to for a bit. Right. It's it's really strange. So like the only part um, of it, the only part of it that feels even remotely relevant is like the fact that the two main villains are like streamers. But again, like, but even, even that, that humor is like, like it's like, like years but it's even even yeah. I was gonna say it's like. It's streamer humor, but it's streamer humor from like three years ago. Yeah, it's like it's like um, making fun of like PewDiePie level streaming of right. like exactly. See, like like the, the 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 butt of the joke is them saying, "Oh, don't forget to like and subscribe at the end," yeah. which is a thing people say now as a joke, ironically, exactly because like, it's a thing that people said way back in the day as a thing that you would actually say. Because we it's, went th- we went through that period, we realized it was dumb. And then we've come out yeah. of it, and people are doing it. Like streamers are now exceptionally self-aware about their craft, right? And you're like, you can't. Yeah, totally, they, they make that joke ironically now. Yeah. So they're very, they're very aware of like, uh, talking about subs or like whatever is is dated. It's like gauche, you get over yeah. that, and it's yeah, it's gauche at this. But gauche is a very good word for it. But that's the, yeah, the the main villain is like that's their or villains is that that's their shtick is that they are super hyper streamers and they are they they've taken over all the bandit camps by doing this whole rhetoric thing and which, making a cult which doesn't but, feel like a lot to hang a like a through line of a plot with your main villains not on, really because right? like the, the 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 thing that yeah. like borderland does have stuff in its world that is like again like tales of the borderlands was an excellent game like and they had oh, yeah, really fantastic. good yeah, yeah they had really good characters that they took that world and took, like, the spirit of that world that they'd created and, like, spun it out into, like, well-written characters, like, and um, Handsome Jack being, like, a... Handsome Jack's a good villain, like, because he's... Oh, yeah, he's a really good villain, yeah. They've got some places to go with him. As soon as you tie your main villains to being, oh, by the way, they're streamers, there's, like, seven jokes there that you have to stretch over a 30-hour game. And it's just, like, even not having seen it, it feels like I know where this is going to go. So here's the disappointing thing, right? That wasn't I... the disappointing thing. No, no, no. There's a disappointing thing specifically related to what you just said. Um, the so I love Tales from the Borderlands was fantastic for yep. all the reasons that you just said. Like it was a world that I liked, and they really flushed it out, and it was super cool. And it was very well written and great, and really funny as well. Like a lot of really clever jokes. I have now met two characters from Tales of the Borderlands in this game. Oh, really? And it was, okay. And it's recent Vaughn. Like okay. they're they're both in the game. You meet Vaughn fairly early on, and like Vaughn is like a bandit captain at this point. Like he runs a bandit group. Oh, so this is post tales. Post tales, yeah. Okay. Um. So he, and he, his character 
that was really good. Like Vaughn was a great character yeah. for those five episodes. Yep. Has been reduced to two jokes where he is uh he's naked because you find him naked and he doesn't put clothes on. So he makes a lot of jokes about his underwear and sure. the fact that he's wearing tighty whities And the second joke is him saying bro at the end of sentences and saying things in like an exaggerated way. Um Oh, I'm sorry. He's got a third joke where he says "Go Crimson Raiders" at the end of sentences because he like flipped allegiances. Oh, um, and so he's been reduced to just like three catchphrases, and it's not funny. That's um, so disappointing. I know. Uh, and Reese, I've just met Reese. He seems better. He is. He is sort of the character that I remember from Tales. I can see already that there is a joke that they're going to hang him on, but they've not gotten that far with it yet. Right. Um, but so he he is still like okay. I can see you being who you were in Tales and it being all right again. Um, but yeah, just like fucking that kind of upset me of seeing those mm-hmm. two characters like reduced in that way because they were super good before and they just became like bit jokes that Ugh. are funny. It's that's so disappointing. Yeah. That they would besmirch like the one really good bit of narrative stuff they pulled out that series yeah like tales was so good and it was yeah like it's really upsetting um that's kind of yeah that's kind of all i had to say about tales of the world like borderlands 3 is like it's not great but like it's a fine thing for like it's it's exactly the game you remember yeah it's exactly it's exactly what you remember borderlands 2 being where it's like but it's it's not even that because i don't really care about what's being said anymore i'm just playing it to be like what the fuck does this gun do oh man that's fucking weird and has that, um, has that stuff saved not, it? Like, because I remember the like. Hey, because I, I, I remember they made it a bit more interesting. They made it a bit more interesting because guns now have like alternate fire modes, so they can right. like do different things, which but is like, kind of interesting because it means you get like this pistol is a pistol, but also has a rocket launcher attached to it. And I was like, oh, well, that's like, weird. But the, the ones it's, like one of the things that was like the fun we had with two was when I like when I found the submachine gun that makes like human noises of people going pew pew as you shoot it. Yeah. Like the most annoying gun in the world, whatever it was called. Like that shit was funny because that gave you the tools to make your own jokes. And that was pretty yeah. funny. And like that like I always loved the idea of like the disposable rocket launchers that their final shot uses the gun as a rocket and stuff like like that stuff was yeah. always good. Like have they doubled down on that stuff where like there are unique guns that do dumb shit? So yeah, there there is that. I found the two that I can think of is that um, I had a um, I think it's Theodore, whoever the manufacturer is. The ones that are like when they run out of weapons, you throw them and they explode. Yeah, Theodore. Yeah. I had like I had like a, a submachine gun that when it finished and you threw it, it like bounced like a grenade. But every bounce, it would be like boing, 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 oh, boing, okay. boing, boing, and then would blow up. It would like okay. say boing, and I was like, oh, that's kind of okay. Funny. That's funny. And yeah. Um, and the other one is one that I just found where if you do a really long quest line that involves you making burgers for the army that is taking over the city, um, they give you a rocket launcher and it's like the first thing you see a rocket launcher in the game, but it fires really big burgers. Like the the, the shells are really big burgers and they okay. don't fire like rockets, they like bounce on the ground. Okay. Um, and they don't explode either. It's literally just you're punching people in the face with a burger. Okay. That's kind of it. Sure. There, there's, still, so there's still some of that there. Like, there's something there. I don't know if there's more of get the guns like that in the game, but that's all I've seen so far. Okay, interesting. Um, like, I'm, yeah, I'm, that's kind of it. It's... I'm not particularly surprised that was the reaction. I was hoping there would be something to claim out of it, but it seems like it's just... Eh, eh. not really. Fair enough. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm way happier that I've spent 
20 pounds on it rather than 45 like sure this. yes for sure i'm sure people for, do. for 20 quid i'm like yes i will probably get 20 quid worth of enjoyment out of this yeah. but like probably no more than that like do um, you remember do you remember when they showed off like when they first showed gameplay of that game at was it a pax or something like that something was something like there, that, yeah. and there was just like people were so fucking hyped for that game and you're like who are these people that are well yeah because like, so into borderlands c- I can kind of understand it because that trailer was really fucking over the top, blown out. It was people just going, yeah, fucking guns. Look, this has legs. Look, of all this fucking, like, explosions. And, but it was, like, just, it was just, get that. It was just the two trailer again because two kind of, two was kind of the sweet point yeah, for me because it took, it took the core of what was good about one and, like, really, like, like blew it up and also added some style to it. Like, that, like, and I know, like, there's a running joke that people will listen to something that was like, that's a song that should be in a Borderlands game. But like, yeah, that track, and I know it was in, Tales did this as well a lot with like, that's where that heavy track came from was just the first time I'd heard the heavy and stuff like that. But like, that's where like Busy Earning and stuff came yeah, from Yeah, Busy well. Earning like, was in Tales and I think, Tales, it, I, Tales episode one had Busy Earning in it and right. it's one of the best intros I've ever seen. Totally. It was fantastic. But even two, yeah. like, because two had um, Cage Elephant. That was where that came from, right? That was, that was one. Song. That was in Arrest for the Wicked. That was one, wasn't was it? Was it? I thought that was the two yeah, intro. I think so. No, but, two had um, Ain't No Place for No Hero, which was hit the heavy. Oh, I thought that was part of Tales. Was that two? That was the, the No, that was two. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Fair enough. Okay. So, yeah. So, like, you had that stuff and, like, that intro sequence was really good and it had some style so to I, it. I, I, will, I will give it that. The intro for three is still good. Okay. They still do the Borderlands intro quite well because it's another heavy song and it still oh, works. Nice. Like, okay. it's still... It's a really stylish and cool intro and it gives it a lot of character. But yeah. then it just starts making poop jokes and it falls falls apart. And that, like and that would be the point where like it definitely felt like two was coming into its own as a like they can do stuff with this as a world, like as opposed to it just being like this like kind of small thing. Like it felt they could blow it out, and then when they put tails out, and you're like, okay, they are doing stuff in this world. There's some rooms for them to explore with this world. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the point. Like, tales, get... tales from the Borderlands gave me faith in that entire idea totally. of like, and that's the look, point. Look at all the stuff they can do in this world. Like it is so big and diverse and different. And like, that's the is... point where I can see like people getting super into that game as fans, right? Where you would, where you watched like you saw like that PAX announcement for three and like people are dressed up as Krieger and like there are yeah. there are moxies everywhere and like they, they've got the whole like people are into the the the, the world of that game and the characters of that game like it's got like, style I, like, it's, it's, like it's, a, it's a world with style in it, and, that, and, and that's what I mean like if you were that pumped when two came out and you were like this is so cool I want to like do cosplay and like art and all this kind of stuff like is three coming out which is basically two again like, is that enough for you? Like, are you expecting an evolution? Am I just expecting an evolution because I, I enjoyed Tales and I want them to evolve that formula? Or is that coming, or two coming out again enough for people, do you think? I mean, for some, for some people, I assume it's enough. It's just that, even, even for me, at the time, if you'd said, um, we're taking Borderlands 2 and we're tweaking it a bit or whatever, I'd still be like, okay, like, I'd be into that. The main problem that I have with 3 is that they've done that and then also fuck with the writing. Mm. And just being like, haha, aren't dicks funny? And I'm like, yeah, dicks are funny, like sometimes, but not 90% of your joke base. Like, I yeah. don't want that as. And also, like. But, I, I... but this, is, this is the other thing is, like, if they came out tomorrow and said, we're doing Tales from the Borderlands season two, yep. that's not going to happen because Telltale doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. But 
if they did that, I'd still be like, fucking hell yes. Yeah, like, I would be totally. way into that. That'd be super cool. D- depending on who did it, yeah, I would totally be into, like, a narrative thing in the Borderlands world. Um yeah. But, like, it's... Yeah, like, I... Because I, I... I think the other thing as well is that, like, loot games have become more of a thing since 2, right? Like, like Borderlands was the first game where, like, stupid amounts of loot were... Like, where it was funny, where, like, you'd kill someone, like, all the shit would just explode out of them. Yeah, like, flying guns, yeah. Yeah, like, since then, loot games have become much more refined, where you're dealing with, like, where you're dealing, like, like, coloured loot is now a thing that everyone understands, as opposed to just WoW players, right? Like, Apex does it, like, all all these Battle Royale games have taken all those, those mechanics in, stuff like Destiny has all these guns and all this kind of stuff, like... The, the loot games as a whole have evolved since two, so you would expect that like the guys who pioneered the loot shooter would do something cool with that idea, as opposed to just like yeah. let's make it just more ridiculous. Yeah, because um, I, I remember that was the thing that a lot of people came out of from two, where especially on the PC, like that game was so hilariously open that people could just crack the shit out of it, like the internals yeah. of it just crack it wide open, where like. You want 99 shift keys? Here you go. Edit this any file and you suddenly get 99, like all that kind of stuff. And one of the things that people made was a gun creator where there's a desktop app you could download and it had all the bits from all the guns because all the guns, because they were randomly generated, they were just bits that were plugged together that added a bunch of stats and effects and all this kind of stuff. People built a gun creator like as a desktop app and you're like, well, you take this barrel and this thing yeah. and this thing and this thing and you built guns. Like, seeing people do that and then taking that as a mechanic into three like i was reasonably confident that was a surefire thing like they were a hundred percent going to do that where you can take your guns take them all apart like build them yourself totally that was as far as i could tell that was guaranteed to happen considering the reaction from that from people that i've seen and they just like just none of it It was just like now here's more guns and you're just like yeah "Eh." like yeah it's not 2015 anymore whenever two came out no it's not um that's and I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not 14 anymore, and be yep. like, our deck, our deck's Listen, funny. Like that's but, butts are funny, but you have to back oh, yeah. it up. You like, have to back it up like, with something. I like a good poop joke. Farts are funny. Dicks are funny. They are funny in both moderation and with good timing. Yes. This game does not do that. It is literally just haha butts. There is a fucking quest in that game that has an optional objective that is literally just shoot this guy in the butt. And it's like oh. that's not hmm. that's not a thing. Like you can't do that. Um, Ugh, that's disappointing. Yeah, that was uh, way more than I intended to talk about Borderlands. Uh, yeah, uh, um, uh, considering we both played the previous games, I'm surprised we hadn't got to it since then. But like, yeah, it was, so it, it, was, it, was launch, it was a good like, discussion. It was an interesting yeah, discussion, definitely. Um, um, so the other thing mm-hmm. uh, that I guess I'll talk a bit less about um, is Valorant um, because I've actually got around to right. playing a lot more of that. You played more of that. Um, so Valorant is. Uh, the second game, which is weird to say considering they've been a company for over 10 years, the second game for Riot Games, the makers of League of Legends, uh, and Valorant is basically what happens if you took CSGO and Overwatch and made them have a baby. Um, That is pretty much what that game is. Uh, It is the kind of tactical, slow, methodical, very limited burst kill bullet um recoil pattern gun shooting style of CSGO, but with characters and abilities from Overwatch, mm-hmm. which changes it enough to where it's quite interesting. Um 
where the character abilities behave more like so you know when you play CS, you've probably not played CS in a very long it's time. It's been a while, yeah. But yeah. When you were playing CSGO and CSGO Source and all those games that you remember from back in the day, um, you bought your gun and your armor and then you bought like smoke grenades and molotovs and all these things that would be like your supplementary yep. items. Smokes particularly to like get through choke points or whatever. The character abilities serve the purpose of your grenades as opposed oh, to... okay them being like an offensive I shot you with this thing and it dealt damage or whatever. It's more utility right. than it is anything else. Um, so are there any so offensive like, powers in that game? Offensive is a weird term. Things that will, will do points of damage to an enemy. So so yes, but they're not intended to do damage. Right. Okay. They are like utility things that also have a secondary effect of doing damage. Gotcha. So like for example, the, cu- the couple of things that I can think of off the top of my head from the people that I play. So there's like Phoenix, who is... One thing I'll say about this game, characters are really unique and pretty cool. They're mm-hmm. well-designed. I like um, the look of it. So Phoenix, who is this kind of like um, inner-city London youth sort of person, so he right. talks with the, the sort of like London slang. Yep. Really cool character. Um, is defined as a... I think it's a duelist in the game, so he's a lot of like an offensive character, so a lot of his things are about like pushing in and... Right dealing damage and that stuff his abilities he deals in fire and his abilities are like he has a a ball that he can shoot around corners that behaves like a flashbang so like right. stuns people um but he has a thing that is like a molotov which does damage to people because it's a molotov cocktail mm-hmm. but if he stands in it he gets healed so a lot of what Ooh. people are doing with him is like taking really risky fire effects and then throwing it at their feet to heal them back up right um the other thing he has is just like a wall like a firewall which people, which are supposed to use to like block doorways so people can't see in or like whatever. But if they walk through it, they take damage. So it's that sort of like incidental sort of damage thing. Gotcha. The other, the other thing is like Viper, who's like a woman who deals in like poison. Um, mm-hmm. her abilities, she has like a, a grenade that she can throw down that puts out like a smoke um circle, sort of like a sphere that is supposed to be a kind of like a smoke grenade, but she can like activate it and reactivate it her things are based off of like a toxin bar that like okay. refills as she doesn't use abilities so you can like turn it on and turn it off effectively but if enemies step in it their armor gets degraded not their health but their armor like mm-hmm. decays so it's supposed to be like acid like burning their armor away so it's like that it's like so things aren't strictly offensive they typically will have like a utility area denial sort of effect but will incidentally also do damage they're not strictly like a I shot this thing at you and took your head off, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, there's like one ability in the game that I can think of that is strictly like, this is there to point at someone and deal damage. Right. That's kind of it. So it's kind of um, more about territory control and like visibility control. Yeah, exactly. So it's very, so in that way, it, it very much feels like Counter Strike, where it's all about like picking angles and blocking off entranceways and like smoking areas to make sure that the people can't see you move around and that sort of thing. So it's mainly about getting getting around your opponents through positioning and like mm-hmm. denying them information that sort yeah. of idea yeah um so it's very much like it and much like csgo it's very much like a uh like three hits and you're dead sort yeah. of thing where people are very much like aiming kind of like the upper torso area to let the recoil go up to your head yeah and if you get hit in the head you're basically out like that's yeah. kind of the thing so there's a lot of like turning corners and someone has an angle on you that you don't see and you're dead. Like yeah, that's kind of it. Makes sense. Um 
So it's very slow, very methodical sort of block off vision. Make sure they can't take you away so that you can get in and get an angle and make sure people are safe. And um yeah, that's that's kind of what that game is. But it is the 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 having the difference of character means that there's a lot of variation in the game, like a lot of character shooters. Mm. Um to where people are doing different things and doing different strategies that work well for what their team does or what their character does. Right. Um, so, for example, the guy the guy that I just picked up uh, a couple of nights ago is a guy called Omen, who's like a weird ghosty sort of spectre guy. Okay. Um, he has a lot of area denials. He's all about like putting down shadow balls to like block entrances and... He has like disorientating stuff. It's all about just controlling the map kind of idea. Right. But his ultimate ability, because you all have ultimate abilities that um charge when you like kill people and that sort of thing. His ultimate ability is like a, a map wide teleport. So you can basically oh. just go anywhere with his ultimate. Right. Um they can it's a channel, so you're really vulnerable while you're using it. Um so you have to do it in a clever way. You can't just of like course. do it and instantly teleport somewhere. Yeah. So but you can see that he's kind of like made me flip about how you can think about that sort of game because I was playing him in a very control sort of manner of like making sure doorways are all smoked up and like people can't see in and taking like really shadowy angles to make sure that people aren't seeing me. But then when I had that universal teleport, what I found myself doing was like using the teleport to go behind people and then becoming super offensive. Like going behind them to where they don't know where I am and then just running up behind them with guns and going like, I'm here now, you're all dead. Ah. Right, right, right. And that's, which isn't, that's just totally counterintuitive to what I was doing before, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting that that character, because you could also just use that universal teleport to like get yourself out of a bad angle or yeah, yeah. The, the teleport also has a thing where if people are near you, when you teleport, you fuck up their minimap for a bit to where they oh, can't okay. see. Sure. So you could just teleport in place and fuck people's vision up and stuff like that. So right. there's a lot of things you could do with this one ability. But I found that flipping from being ultra defensive to being super offensive in one go <laughs> is kind of a really cool thing. Which is which do. is rare for hero shooters, right? When you're like yeah, you exactly. one roll and yeah. that's it. So what's the what's yeah. the what's the hero rules in this? Um like is it only like one instance per hero per team? Yes. Yes. One one instance of the hero per team. That's kind of And it. it's not like um, so, so you can have the same character on each team. Yeah, so there can be yeah. there can be one okay. there can be an omen on each team, but there right, can't okay. be two omens on one team. That's gotcha, gotcha. Okay, um, so there's that. There isn't there isn't like pick ban or anything like that right. yet. Although I assume that'll be coming because the game intends to be so, very competitive. And also, you said um, that like omen was a guy you picked up last time. Like, are you unlocking characters? Yeah. So yeah, you have like um, there are daily quests. Stop me if you've heard this one before. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, um, there are daily quests that increase like your account level um, and you get you get two free character unlocks pretty quickly like within a couple of games you can unlock two agents is what they're called so it's, it's um, the league model right it's uh not really because league had like a rotating here are the three champions this week oh, sort of thing okay. and then you could unlock more this is like you get to level three and they say here is a token to unlock a champion pick a champion oh okay so it's not like you unlock omen you unlock a token to pick okay sure yeah you get you get like one thing that is like here is your token pick which one you want so i picked viper and omen those are the two that i picked do you get do you get to play with the character before you unlock them like do you get to like mess around with them or like i don't know there is there is a training mode and i don't know if you can pick any hero for that i'm not sure i can't remember 
that makes sense. Um, well, there is there is like a a system by which you can unlock heroes without the token, okay. where every every agent has a what's called a contract, which is like a it's kind of like a mini battle pass for that agent. Okay. Where there are like levels on it, mm-hmm. and if you pick an agent that you've not unlocked yet you get that battle pass, the contract, to level five, and you unlock that agent. Ah, okay. Which is how you get around this whole token system. Because you get two tokens really quickly, and then your third token is, like, super late on. Yeah. Like, it takes forever to get your third token. Um, so you can then spend your time unlocking other agents by doing their contract, which is essentially just play the game, and you'll yeah. unlock it. Like cool. That's the... Um, I will so just... it's, a, it's a cool system. There is a, there is a weird... Uh, there, there are two different currencies in this game, which is really strange. Where it is, there's a premium currency, which is the thing you use to unlock like weapon skins and stuff yeah. like that. But then there's this other currency called Ranite, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. You get a small amount of it when you level, and Ranite is spent on weapons which have skins. So you have to have bought the skin for the Ranite to matter. Okay. And that Ranite is then spent on the skin to level up the skin. And what does the level so there's like different like animations and stuff on the oh, gun, huh? So like there there is like a level the level one is only on specific skins. There's like level one of the gun with the skin where it just looks different. Mm-hmm. And if you level up to two, there's like a different reload animation. And then oh. if there's three, there's like a different firing animation. And then if there's four, there's like a different sound effect when it fires or something. It's that sort of system. It's a okay. weird system, but it's there is still this like premium currency where you have to pay money to get weapon skins but there's this other free thing that is like if you if you gave us money we gave you this other currency that you can spend on the thing that you've already paid money for to make it better right it's really strange but yeah it's i don't know i don't quite know how i feel about it because i don't really interact with it yet but it did seem very different to me it was a very interesting idea that i don't know if i entirely agree with but Again, this is in this is a technical beta, right? So it's all yeah, it's a closed beta. Or, it's a closed, closed beta, beta right now. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I will say, like, as kind of vaguely interested in this game, I am. I have not been this intimidated by a game since the last time I looked at League. To be honest, like, oh, it's 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 not an easy game to get no. into. Like, it is it is CS:GO level of difficult, and espe- especially about, when like, like it would be very different if it was a different or like a a game all of its own. But it's so like. Counter Strike at its core, with some Overwatch sprinkled yeah. on top, that like there are enough people who are machines at Counter Strike who would be very easily transferable oh, yeah. over to this. That like there are some there's... very there are people who are very good very quickly because they very much understand. Hey, this is just Counter Strike, and they are ve- the Counter Strike like being able to shoot good is very important in this game. Sure. So being able to understand how to compensate for weapon recoil patterns is really important, which CSGO players understand a lot, Like, because that game is all about, here's how you control the recoil on the AK-47 as opposed to the UMP or whatever. Yeah, They have different different spread patterns, different recoil patterns. This game has that as well, whereas like the Phantom has a different recoil pattern to the Vandal. Even though those, game, those guns are, they cost the same and do the same damage, they have a different fire rate and a different recoil pattern. Is that en- and that's enough to where different. people will go? Are you a Vandal user or are you a Phantom user? Like that is your right. signifier of like which gun do you prefer? Because they're is, virtually identical. The only difference is their recoil pattern. It's it about how of, you can compensate. It is kind of well to me how close it is to Counter Strike. Where like I, I saw the buy screen 
and you're like, huh, a lot of these guns have very one-to-one um, yeah, relations they're, to they're old totally counter guns. Yeah. And also, like, so, that initial map that I kept seeing people playing uh, on Twitch streams and stuff like that, like, it's got a real D-Dust flavour to it that mm, you're like, yeah. they want... It's definitely... The map, the map designs are very CSGO, where are like, there are two points to put put the put the bomb down. And I'm not even talking about like map design. And, yeah. I'm talking about like, well, like look visual it, design. Like it's a yeah. it's a it's a like it's a sandstone based sand city. Like it's yeah, it's, sure. It's D dust. Like it, it looks so similar to the point where I'm like I'm kind of I'm kind of wondering what Valve is thinking at this point. We're like. Yeah. CSGO has done so well for them for so long and then this group is just coming in, like this big player is just coming in and stealing 80% of their ideas and refining it with a touch of Overwatch and you're like is is there something here? Like are we about to see another like Dota League thing where like oh, I have no idea. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? But um, um I'm glad yeah, some- they, they, they've, they've done some they've done some like cool things to like make the CSGO-ness of it a bit better where like you know the thing you can do in CSGO where you like buy guns for people and like throw it at them yes. and they'll people guns that's now just like a menu in the game like if people request a gun there's just a button that says buy it for them and oh, it cool. appears okay. on them so you don't have to like throw it around and stuff. they've made like some concessions to being like hey that's the game in 2020 we can design yeah. this better totally um, I also say that's kind of cool that's one of my favourite bits about doing um, Pavlov VR is the same thing happens in that where like people will buy guns for other guns or they'll be upgrading and they'll toss their guns and there'll definitely be a couple of rounds where you'll start the game and just all these guns will just like switch in yeah, your, your vision on the ground because they'll just no, yeah. they'll, even throw them, they'll toss them to each other and be like here and like there's, all these guns will appear oh yeah right 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 yeah 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 um, but yeah cool it's, it's it definitely think, it definitely feels like they're thinking about it but it's just like yeah there's so much of a there's so much of a skill start that it, it, it already, like any time a game like this comes out or any kind of shooter or any any game of, of this kind of, this type comes out, there's always like that couple of weeks, maybe month where everyone's getting to grips with it and you can feel a little bit competitive or you can feel like yeah, a little yeah. bit like you're learning it or, or like you can have some fun with it. It just feels like this out the gate is just like, there are people who are just going to steamroll me this entire time. So there's zero are, point in me the, touching this game. The, this is the thing where it's got interesting this week because they've just released like the ranked mode, like the actual you have a rank and a number, right? And like that's what people care about. So all the people that fucking really care have gone and started playing that. So right. unranked now feels more fair. Okay, where it's the people who are like learning or trying stuff or. Like doing different things as opposed to being the the asshole that's like, no, we just need to win this game. Like, fucking shut up and just play the game. Right, right. Um, not to say that people aren't still assholes because there are still people being major assholes in Valorant, but um, there are less of them now in the unranked mode because all the assholes are away trying to increase their epiness, and that's the of course. That's that's all that is. But yeah, I, I I now that I have friends that I'm playing it with, the game is a lot more fun. Sure. It can be said about any video game. Yeah, true. But, it is a lot more fun with people that you can trust to not be dicks to you and people that you can trust to actually be okay at video games. That's yep. the the long and short of it. Agreed. Agreed. Um okay, so I think I'll I'll skip 
Cloudpunk for this week and I'll talk about it next time um because I'll mm. have finished it by then and I can have a much more concise sure. feeling on it. People should go check out that game. It's a specific it's a specific type of thing, but people should go look at it and see. What is it? Just, like what's the elevator pitch for that game it's, it's basically it's a narrative is it's oh it's essentially a walking simulator, but instead of a walking simulator, it's you're driving a fifth element flying car into Cyberpunk City. That's kind oh, of the, cool. the long shot. Of it. uh, yeah, it's totally one of them. It's yeah, that's that's the short of it. I'll talk about it more next sure. time, but people should go check it yeah, out. Yeah. It's very cool. It's got some really good writing in it and some really good characters. And if you want a little bit extra cyberpunk, it's good. I will check that out. Um that So there's a bit of news we need to talk about. Uh so against the follow on from the Valorant conversation, we talked last time about kernel drivers and how their anti mm. stuff was people were, were being rightfully quite annoyed that this thing was running on their machine at all times even when they weren't playing um they've now come out and said they're going to make some changes basically where they're basically saying um people will now be able to disable vanguard which is their anti-cheat thing anytime on the proviso that you can't play the game without it and if you uninstall it the program will be reinstalled the second you fire up the game so you can switch it off now um and um, if you do uninstall it for whatever reason, the game will at least reinstall it when you boot the game up. So they're being less strict about it. But um, I think they had to, considering the outcry about that thing, which is like... Yeah, they had to do something. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this has happened the day we're recording this, but there was a leaked slide from... It's kind of unclear about where it came from, but there's a slide, a Nintendo slide deck that appeared, an internal Nintendo PowerPoint... Um, specifically for their presentation about the, it was about the Wii, so it's a number of years ago at this point. But it's basically part of the slide talks about um, their internal justification for friend codes as opposed to usernames, um, which sure. I thought was quite interesting because we've all like everyone has been talking about like friend codes are the worst. Why don't they just have like a yeah. username like every other goddamn system ever? So it says. Um, so a couple of things. This is from the, the Polygon article where they talk about it. Um, the leaked PowerPoint slide notes that screen names will be a problem as, quote, there's a high probability of duplicate screen names, end quote, thus conflicting with the idea that nothing regarding the game should be hard to set up, including picking a name. So they're basically saying, like, they are prioritizing the speed of onboarding people as opposed to, like, people sitting in front right. of them. Which, you know, like... There's a logic there that I don't agree with, but there's at least a logic there. I mean, I see that. I def I definitely don't agree with it, considering that like you just do the thing that like Blizzard do, where you have a name and a number attached to it. Yeah, like so the it doesn't matter if you have a duplicate name. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter if you have the same name because you have this hashtag number that it doesn't matter exactly. what you say. Like it's, so, yeah. so then you get the next bit, which is like which says um, it also explains that it would be possible to quote guess someone's screen name by trying different variations of their actual name. End quote conflicting with the comfortable principle which is a nintendo design philosophy regarding online play the company wants it so that users quote have always have the option of playing only with friends so there's a lot of stuff in there that i'm like one doesn't necessarily roll onto the other but basically okay, saying, like yeah. they don't want they don't want randos finding usernames so the example they, they talk about here is like somebody with a username john could get tons of friend requests from random people just because of the simplicity of their username and you're like right maybe like sure like i I'm guess sure. yeah um but then you could change you could change like you could have like in like who can send you request settings and just like 
totally. Change that. And also, and, like, yeah. and also, like, again, the combination of what people appear to have settled on with usernames, which is, like, the username hash number thing. Like, even yeah. keep, keeping your friend code as, like, a four-digit number, which is appended to the end of your username, seems like it solves 90% of these problems. But it definitely feels yeah. like their their thing is, like, we don't want people agonizing over a username, which is a weird thing. I can... I can totally understand people wanting to make software easy. That is fine. I have dealt with a lot of business software recently that is the <laughs> most user-unfriendly thing in the mm-hmm. world. I can totally understand people being wanting software to be user-friendly, like user-facing, like really easy to use and stuff like that. This is too far in that direction yep. where we're going to restrict it so that you're forced into this kind of like yep. ease-of-use thing. That's, 100%, yeah. 100% still feels like hey protect the kids like that still feels yeah. like the overall yeah. message here despite the fact that they're they're wiggling out so again this was for the wii this was their justification for the wii but we have the same problems with the switch and yeah. with the wii u so it doesn't seem like they've strayed too far away from that original concept but it's interesting to at least see that like their just internal justification is not like oh shit pr will be bad if this goes bad like it does feel they're at least saying here's our philosophy behind it, which I can respect a little more even if I don't agree with it. But there you go. Um, so Trails of Mana is a game that's coming out soon. Yeah. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Relatively soon. Um, and um, they did... So this like the sequel to Secret Mana, right? Is that not the... Uh, or is it the next so. Mana game? Dude, my knowledge of the Mana games is so limited, I have no idea, but basically... Secret Mana's a good game! You should play Secret Mana! I'm sure. Actually, don't. Play, play Chrono Trigger first. Chrono Trigger's better. Um, so they did they did a Yakuza, which I don't know if you remember the story from when 6, I want to say, was coming out, but um, when Yakuza 6 came out, the PSN demo contained the entire game, that if you did the right thing, oh, you yeah, yeah. Into that thing... They did it with yeah. this, um, kind of, kind of. So the demo, basically, you could bypass limita- the demo's limitations by copying and pasting a couple of data files extracted illicitly from the full version. So rather than having to download yeah. the full version, you could take the demo, slot in a few files you could get from, from shady websites, and then you suddenly have the entire game. Um, p- p- players were reporting the game crashed at the ending cutscene, but then workarounds started appearing for that. So they immediately yanked the entire demo and was like, nope. Nope, can't do that until they, until they, until they <laughs> so fixed you get it. everywhere right up until the last cutscene, and is... then it crashed. Yeah, basically. But then people yeah. fixed that as well. Um, oh yeah. But they've also noted that because the the game bits of the game is now, are now out, they've noticed that Charles Man is using De Novo, which is the old anti cheat software. Um, oh, lovely! That, that people have been decrying for years and years and years because of the CPU usage and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's another part of it. Um, they announced the new Assassin's Creed. And it is Vikings. It's what the rumors yeah, were saying. Valhalla. Yeah, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is out this year um, for next-gen consoles as well. Um, there's a full reveal set for um, was it the 7th? When is that ex- that Xbox event? I think it's the 7th. I don't right? know. I can't remember. Um, but there's a big so there's a big Xbox event coming. Um, I'm going to say I think, it's, I think it's the 7th, 7th or the 10th. It springs to mind. But that's yeah. what they're going to show gameplay. But it's 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 Vikings. It's specifically yeah. Vikings um, invading England. The main villain is going to cool. be one of the English kings, um, whose name I can't remember, but one of the few <laughs> that, that um, didn't give in. I want to say 
Edward, I want to say. No, it's got a weird. He's got a weirder name than that. I can't remember. But there's, okay. a, there's a really good uh, fact on the the Ubisoft page about what the story is and what it's going to be like yeah. and all this good stuff. Um, really appreciate they got out ahead of fuckwits and said like, yeah, there's going to be a female pla- char- playable character. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, it's going to be a thing. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, good. And I really like that we've gone. Hopefully, this is us as a culture turning a corner, where rather than going having to like feel like they need to justify it from historical accuracy, where actually Ubisoft came out and were like, "There's not a lot of writing about Vikings because they didn't write a lot of shit down. A lot of the writings we have about Viking culture and lore came from other people who observed them or talked to." Yeah, them the, the, stuff. the the poetic era and the yeah. the other one I can't remember. Um, yeah, written like third hand from like exactly um, Christian scholars and stuff like that. Exactly that. So, but what they they do know is that like um, women were equal in Viking society. So they've basically taken that as their core tenant and gone, yeah, there was female Vikings like that fought. Like, of course there was because it makes total sense in yeah. this society. Shield maidens. That's the whole. Yeah. Even exactly. Even if we don't have writings that entirely one hundred percent prove it, like it would make total sense. And we're going to do it. So shut the fuck up. And that was like the yeah. end of the conversation. Like, okay, cool, Good. awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is definitely coming to next gen platforms. They've also talked about um, they haven't confirmed like the upgrade path thing that we talked about last time um, that Cyberpunk's doing, where if you buy the the Xbox One version, you'll get a free upgrade to the the. Yeah, I was hoping that they would because that seems like you kind of have to do that. You would assume, but it's definitely and it's also it's definitely launching cross gen. So there will be PS4 yeah. and Xbox One version, and there will be a next gen version as well. Um, yep. and there will be gameplay at the Xbox event, which, like I said, I'll need to look up exactly when that day is. Be cool. I, I'm interested in... I'm, yeah, like, things. this is the first one... Yeah, this is the first one that I've been interested in since Pirates, because, like, big big fan of Pirates, really love Pirates, have read a lot of history of Pirates, also a big fan of Norse mythology, really yep. love Norse mythology, so oh. be cool to see. It does, it does bring to mind some of the issues that people had with uh, AC... Three was that the Native American colonial one? That's the one? Native American one. Yeah, yeah. Um, where there wasn't a lot of verticality in those that game because it was kind of there wasn't a lot of like tall structures. Yeah, it was like it, it was the New World, so it was all like trees and forts and exactly. stuff. So it wasn't very big. so. Yeah. Like apart from like castles, like is there going to be a lot of verticality in that period of England? England? Um, who knows? Yeah, true. We'll need to Just see kind of castles. Yeah. Um, and also they've confirmed they've said like hey. A f- there's vikings of course there's going to be boat shit um yeah, yeah. not exactly they have not, long triremes yeah. or whatever exactly but again not I'm not trireme. not exactly boats with cannons or they're famous for boats no. with cannons so it'll be a different yeah. type of boating theoretically than you, you would get in previous games so we'll see i'm interested i want to see some gameplay i want to see what it looks like um and then there was the last of us two stuff oh gosh yeah was was a thing so it started with um, Last of Us 2 and Ghost of uh, Tsushima both getting their final dates, where Tsushima is coming out July 17th and then Last of Us Part 2 is coming out June 19th, like two days after each other, which is kind yeah. of wild. Um, so, yeah, so they put out a statement with the dates. And then... Well, that's on... just, this, was, this was Last of Us 2 getting delayed because it was supposed well, it... to be out... Yes. this month right it's supposed to be out yeah. the 29th i think this month and this is again like so it had been delayed indefinitely because of the pandemic and then they eventually yeah. announced this final date um so uh do, do, do. so basically 
the, the and then the next thing that happened was a bunch of story and straight up cutscenes started appearing online, th- uh, saying they were from the game, like lots of super heavy story spoilers and like yeah. straight up just chunks of gameplay and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> Obviously, um, like by by the end of all of the leaks, it was basically the entire game. Other than the gameplay sections, it was like nearly all the cinematics and like yeah, a beat, the, beat for beat story synopsis. That was the, the stuff that was easy enough to extract from a, from a game dump. Basically, yeah. Uh, if you couldn't build the game, you could at least extract all the cutscenes and, and put it all up. So there's so that are like the entire game, as far as I can tell, is out there somewhere. If you're if you yeah, pretty much. If you want to go find it, it's probably all there. Yeah. Um, so Naughty Dog put out a statement saying um, uh, it's disappointing to see the release and sharing of pre-release footage from development do your best to avoid spoilers and we ask that you don't spoil it for others it'll be in your hands soon no matter what you see and hear the final experience will be worth it um, so that was that was basically a, that was their, their statement like it was out there there was nothing they could do anymore and um, yeah. they, they just went with it so then today, or May 4th, sorry, not today, but from a little bit a while ago, they've started to narrow down on exactly what happened, exactly where it came from, who was responsible, all this kind of stuff. Where there was originally a rumour going around that it was like a, a um, disgruntled employee had leaked it. But it seems like yeah. they've, they've all basically come out and said, like, no, it was an external source. It was nothing to do with Naughty Dog. It was an external hacker who found it. We're basically... And there, there was some stuff um, from a Polygon article today, but the short answer is, like... A bunch of the um, code for um, Uncharted Four and Uncharted, Uncharted Three and Last of Us One had like was out there through various means or had been dis- disassembled or like some of that code was out there. And using that code as a base, they basically worked out how to get access to the new code and basically found it on an Amazon bucket, an Amazon AWS bucket somewhere yanked the whole thing, downloaded a terabyte worth of data and then started distributing it. They're not clear who it is yet, but it was definitely they're saying it was an external leak, basically. Um, so, yeah. So that, that, that was kind of the, the, other, the, the other side of it. Is they found a security vulnerability, used it to get access to the servers. And that's, then so, that's so weird that they've like, like disassembled code from like 5-10 year old game and use that is it like do you think they're looking at like calls to some sort of server and then using that's my that guess. as like a my guess yeah. is like the the online platform that they've used for like the uncharted multiplayer and the last of us multiplayer which are obviously based on the same engine and have a lot probably yeah. have a lot of the same back end or at least a similar back end probably you can start pulling ip addresses urls out of the codes looking and seeing what's getting called where where it's all going starting to look at like traffic patterns and seeing you could probably narrow it down to a place or to narrow it down to like a couple of servers and then go from there yeah. and, and reverse engineer it. Um, it's really unfortunate. And they said that um, they were notified and fixed the issue very quickly, but by that time it was too late and it was all out there. So there was all that stuff, which was like, which is, you know, it's, it's, and I, I remember reading this. So that's all the fact part of it anyway, but the, yeah. the bit that got me was watching this happen and then watching people like just, kind of laugh at Naughty Dog for a while and like I should, I should be very clear that like so Naughty Dog have been accused of some pretty heinous shit over the years so like, oh, yeah. they yeah. had um, there's big expose on like their crunch cycles which have been bad and like they haven't dealt with well 
there was a sexual harassment claim from a couple of years ago that they that was very quickly swept under the rug and that wasn't really investigated into so like their hands are not cleaned by any matter means no but when when something like this happens where like especially when it's like it's not even just like the source code's all out there like people have taken all the cutscenes and dumped the entire story essentially on the internet for everyone to watch Mm -hmm. the people who are going to get again this is my own opinion but people who are going to get hurt by that are team right it's the artists it's the musicians it's the coders it's the artists it's all of these people who are like we have put our heart and soul into this thing for four or five years and it's coming out in this like really haphazard non-ideal way um this sucks like i can only imagine what the morale in the team is like when this happens yeah that's just like imagine imagine it (laughs) imagine it's compounded by the fact that like Sure, they're fucking hard crunching on this game to try and get it out. Yeah. Imagine you're doing like working until two a.m. and then suddenly it's all just out there yeah. for people to just go read. Totally, That's... and then people are already starting like to pull it apart and make claims on what it does and doesn't do and all this kind of stuff. And like, yeah. And it, the other part I should be clear about is like I'm not even saying this as like a huge fan of the series. Like I liked Last of Us one, but and I yeah. kind of and I kind of put a chunk of this on Twitter. Like Last of Us two is kind of. The, the marketing around that game has kind of skeezed me out a little bit where like they're going so dark that man, I, man isn't, isn't isn't the post-apocalypse so fucked up like that's the yeah and like yeah. there's something about like how dark they're going where like that initial gameplay trailer where you're like yeah they just ripped that dude's intestines out and then there was like the woman yep. with a hammer and like yep. they're really going so graphic with that thing and also like Hey, it's 2010 there's a pandemic and also like the world's pretty shitty right now like there's a bunch of stuff that conflates together where like i'm slightly apprehensive about that game and i don't know if the marketing has done any favors to me about what i want from that kind of stuff like last of us one did the dark like gruesome thing well because it was the right yeah. time and i was the right time to to consume that and see it as a thing that was like wow nobody's really fucking doing this this is kind of cool now it's just like it feels like to me they focused on the wrong things and are like ah you're just kind of like it starts to ve- ve- verge into like we haven't talked about it yet but the cyberpunk tweet from last week where you're like oh yeah, yeah that one that fucking really pissed me off right yeah. so the short answer the short story is that um their ERCB I think it was the ERSB or was it Peggy I can't remember yeah. one of the I think it's their ESBRB rating came out, yeah. But their ESBR rating came out and RB rating came out and it was like, it's like it has all the list of stuff that, that marked it as a specific, like as an 18 or whatever. Like Yeah, they, they, they came out and said, this game, this game will be like an M or whatever yeah. because of these reasons and like put out a list of, because you obviously have to do the thing where you submit the worst parts of your game to get it rated. Yeah. So they put a list of like, here are all the things that happen in this game. And then some, one of the devs or like somebody on the team. Somebody associated with the team. I don't actually re- know who it was. Re- yeah. Retweeted that thing and kind of put out a tweet that was effectively in a set. It was basically, I think the quote was like, yeah, we're not fucking around. We're I not fucking was around was the quote. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the most like, not tone deaf, but like fucking come on like you don't act like, like that's like am, frat brawl level of like I fuck am, yeah like we're blowing dudes heads off like what the fuck like don't like, do that i am so excited for that game but man like the more they talk about it as a team the more annoyed i get about what they're doing like yeah it's just like if that's your attitude like you guys are going for like air cyberpunk like you're doing 2077 you're doing like 
some of the source material that Cyberpunk was based on as a thing. I get that it's going to be like if it wasn't this, if this stuff wasn't there, I would be surprised. But like you coming out and going, look how fucking edge lordy we are about this, and you're yeah. just like, oh, it just screams like you're just trying to like let the thing come out and let people experience it. Um. So yeah, yeah so, it's, and it's, that's like that kind of ethos. It's them, it's them, it's them like leaning into their whole their own hype, and I totally. really don't like that when people and, do that because it and just leaning into like a and leaning into like the worst of their fan base as well, yeah. which really annoys yeah. me. Like, um, so yeah, so th- so some of that kind of for me leaks over into what Last of Us Two is doing, where you're like, you don't you don't need to show that. Like, this is not this isn't required. You're not telling any more story or being any more effective by like showing the hammer going into that woman's head or watching it like it just feels unnecessary and it feels like they're doing it because that's what people are expecting and it's yeah. it really it, so like so i'm kind of in two minds about that game already where i'm gonna wait and see what people say about it before i actually go anywhere near it but so just to, to establish that like i'm not some f- super fan saying this but like that's got to suck for the team and like the people who are shitting on or laughing like Schadenfreude about this happening to Naughty Dog, who, like I said, have done some heinous shit, just feels like they're missing the point to me. Like it feels like they're like, as a company, they're gonna be fine. Like Last of Us is gonna do pretty fucking well regardless of this happening. The people the, the corporations are gonna make their money, like the people in charge who got away with a bunch of shit are gonna continue to get away with it doing a bunch of shit. Like that stuff isn't going to change. The only people affected yeah. by this happening is the te- like the people on the ground doing the work, the artists, musicians, coders, all that kind of stuff. Like they are the people who are going to get fucked by this. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't understand the reaction. And I, like, like I said on Twitter, like it wasn't even coming from like people you would expect to have bad faith arguments who want to shit on Naughty Dog. Like it was coming from people I respect online. And, like, people whose opinion I respect quite heavily to the point where, like, when something like that happens and I have one opinion and a lot of other people who I respect have a different opinion, that usually means, like, I've missed part of the conversation or there's some part of this I don't get or understand. But this was just, like, all these people just laughing and nobody saying what was happening and nobody was saying why they were laughing. They were just like, ha, lol. And you're like, nobody's actually saying the thing. So, like... I don't know, it just felt really shitty. And there was like there was um game developer I follow on Twitter who was saying like who, who raised a really interesting point where you're like like we're not gonna have that our game's art debate, but they're like they're a creative medium that people put creative effort into, right? That's unarguable. Yeah, people work hard on video games. Right. That's not a hard dumb and thing so to if, do. So like if you're a if you're a, if you're a painter or a photographer or a musician, right? You create if you were to, if you're a musician that creates an album, that's what like six nine a year's worth nine months a year's worth of work. Yeah, maybe. a lot of time. Yeah, and like your average big artist, six seven eight albums of their lifetime, like however many you want. If you're bit like that kind of scale, like people who work in video games over their career of let's tentatively say like twenty five thirty years maybe even though people don't last that long in video games because of crunch because yeah. of that kind of stuff like you maybe get like two or three games out that you're really heavily associated with because of the time involved in developing them right yeah sure 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 yeah. so like for one of the big things you work on and I'm sure that everyone who works on this game is like I'm working on a Last of Us game for Naughty Dog like, it's a big fucking deal 
for all of the yeah. work that they've put into this thing, regardless of how you feel about the game, for it just to be like, like if you were a photographer and you 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 did a bunch of stuff you were really proud of, and then somebody printed it on like shitty paper and an inkjet printer and handed it to you on a napkin, like it's yeah. technically the same art, but it's not how you wanted it distributed and not in the ideal no. way. So like the same thing of, happens when like when artists get like album leaks and stuff like that. Totally. Like, People, and it's like yeah. unfinished masters and stuff like that, and you're like, yeah, that's not that. like that's not the end result. That's not the thing that they wanted to put out. So in this case, like just watching people laugh at, like, because they've done some stuff in the past, like laughing as that company as a whole, which is not a small company, and also the people responsible are a smaller percentage of that company. Like it just feels real shitty, and I feel so bad for all these developers who are just like, oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. it is it. To me, it is possible to hold both of the things in my head at once, where there is a team working very hard on a project, and there are some real shitty people at that company that have questions that need answered. Both of the things are allowed to be held at the same time, yeah. and I don't get how one managed to override the other to a bunch of people when this happened. But again, that's that's the point. That's me editorializing at that point. Like it's it feels yeah. it felt weird to me at the time, and I did a bit. I did a Twitter thread about it at the time. Um, it was just, it was very strange. I didn't quite get it, but hopefully that game's game comes out and people who want it want it, and it doesn't affect them too, but too badly. Um, but man, the morale in that studio's got to suck <laughs> right now, especially at the tail end of this project. It's oh yeah, I'm sure everybody's like shot at this point. Like it's yeah, I'll bet. Um, okay, so I don't really have anything else. I think that was I think that was everything we covered. Uh, yeah, I can't really think of anything. Yeah, we also kind of went long. Um, not a lot coming out as far as I can tell but there's a bunch of stuff I need to get back to um, I would like to try and get to the end of Final Fantasy 7 um, I feel yeah. like I'm getting there um, I want to put more time to Cloudpunk I want to see if hopefully XCOM gets a patch and we can put some more time into that I don't know um, something else as well which I, I can't remember it'll come back to me um, I can't think of what's coming out but yeah, there's stuff, so we'll we'll keep on top of it. Um, I picked up uh, moving out that couch co-op. Oh yeah, game. Yeah. So we should maybe we should maybe mess around with that and see if we can do it. I sure. played a little yeah. bit of it. It's it's fun. It's got some cool mechanics in it. Um, so yes, uh, gameengine.com is the name of the website. We can find all of our articles, videos, and podcasts that will be up there. We're on YouTube.com/slash/gameengine.start. All our videos will go up there. If you subscribe, you'll get notified when we put new stuff up. We are on Facebook and Twitter. If you search Game Engine Start, you'll find us there. Podcast at GameEngineStart.com is the email address if you want to get in touch. And that's us. Enjoy whatever you're playing. Everyone stay safe. And we will hopefully see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Goodbye.